Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today on this Friday morning where we get into the Word of God every day. We talk about it. Hopefully you're inspired, encouraged, and edified. We pray over it. We trust God uses His Word, sowing the seed in our life to change us, transform us. Of course, this is what we've been talking about, is this law of sowing and reaping. We've seen how if we reap what we sow, that's both good news and bad news. We've seen how we reap a greater harvest, usually. We've seen how if we sow sparingly, we'll reap sparingly. We sow abundantly, we'll reap abundantly. We've also seen that it takes time for our harvest to come forth. Today I'd like to talk, though, about the God factor. There is this law of sowing and reaping. It can be encouraging but it can be discouraging. What I've shared is meant to encourage you and meant to encourage you to share, to, to sow the good seed and to realize that as you do, you will have a harvest with God of, of good harvest. You'll reap a good thing. So don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose heart. But it can be discouraging if you've sown a lot of bad seed in your life. And you can just feel, it's easy to feel as if God now is against you. There's no hope. And I want to encourage you, don't despair. We serve a merciful God. We serve a God who's ready to forgive. He's quick to forgive. He's long-suffering. He's slow to judge. He's quick to forgive. What a God we serve. What a merciful God we serve. I've been away recently on some family time, a little vacation. Usually my vacations are ministry oriented. I go on a creation tour or a uh, go to a, a ministry trip to Israel or teach a conference or something and take a day or two afterwards. This was a family vacation and we were out by the beach and looking out at that ocean and oh my goodness how big that ocean is. And the Bible says that our sins are buried in the deepest sea. Can you imagine that? I mean, sometimes that sea is so big, that ocean's so big, you know, a, a ship can go down and they can't find it. A while back, remember, a plane went down and they couldn't find it because the ocean is so big. And my friend, your sins have been buried in the deepest sea. Don't go looking for them because they're buried where they're not to be found. They are in the deepest sea and they are hidden well. What an exciting thing. Our God is a merciful God, a forgiving God. Our God is a God of new beginnings. That's why Scripture talks about being born again. And it talks about in Christ we are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, I'm not saying that if you have lived a life of sowing bad seed, that there's going to be no consequences, because there certainly are. But our God is a God of forgiveness and mercy, new beginnings, born again, the old passing away, and he gives that fresh opportunity. It says in, in uh, Nehemiah 13.2, God, uh, Balaam, excuse me, Balaam was to curse the children of Israel, but God turned the curse into a blessing. That's what our God does. He turns curses into blessings. That's where he gets the glory, my friends. God doesn't get, uh, God loves to save everyone. 
But Jesus came to seek and to save sinners. And the glory is when he takes a sinner and makes that sinner a trophy of his grace and mercy, isn't it? The righteous are not in need of the doctor. It's the sick who are. The righteous aren't in need of the Savior. It's sinners who are. And when Jesus comes and saves sinners and he transforms them, that's where a great glory is. So if you've, got a, if you've sown some bad seed and you've got some sin in your past, trust me, you are a trophy of God's grace and mercy. Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. In Joel chapter 2, verse 25, it says, He's able to take what the locusts have eaten and restore it. The locusts had come through and they'd, they'd eaten all the crop. And, and all the good, all that they planted, it was all destroyed. And God is able to take that and turn and restore what the locusts have eaten. That should be an encouragement to all of us if you've seen a bad harvest because you've sown some bad seed. When I think of this, this morning a couple of people came to my mind. John Newton. John Newton, if you may or may not know, sowed some bad seed. This guy was a slave trader. He undoubtedly killed people. He took people from Africa to the West Indies to become slaves. He sowed some bad, bad seed. He was a bad person. But one day at sea, uh, in a storm, he cried out to God. He was saved. His life didn't change dramatically overnight, but it did change. And now, I think John Newton has maybe sown some of the most abundant seed that anyone has ever sown. For John Newton wrote the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. I'll bet you that song has blessed you. It sure has blessed me. There's probably never been a song written in the history of the world that has been sung by more people and blessed more people, sung in more languages, all over the world than has been sung the song Amazing Grace. I can still remember maybe the first time I ever sang it myself. I was in a dangerous spot. I was lost. I was a teenager. Down in a, I was in Houston, Texas, a city I'd never been in before. And I was out as late at night and I was lost. And I was not in a good area. What did I do? Scared to be scared. And this was right around the time I was coming to Christ. It, 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 it was during the summer I came to Christ. What did I do? I sang Amazing Grace out loud about 1130 at night out in a not safe part of town. That was my shield and my protection, singing Amazing Grace. I still remember that. I often in my campus preaching time calling people forward and uh, we hold hands and right in the center of campus we sing Amazing Grace together. I can't think of a song ever that's touched more people. Good seed, this, that song was good seed that's borne fruit and, and, and been harvest, a harvestful fruit in the lives of tens of millions of people. Written by who? The chief of sinners. Written by a wretch, a wretch, a slave trader, a murderer, a killer. And what good seed he, he, that, of that song and what an abundant harvest he's sown. Isn't that encouraging? What God can do? How God can take the, the wretchedness of a guy like John Newton and turn it into a song that says, 
how, how amazing grace it would save a wretch like me. Of course, the other person I thought was Paul. Paul called himself the chief of sinners. Why? Because he sought to destroy the church of the living God. What could be worse than that? Than to destroy, the seek to destroy the church of God. And yet he, God had mercy on him. God saved him. Paul deserved to go to hell. John Newton deserved to go to hell. I'll tell you, you might be listening to this and you might, you might have done some bad things in your life, but I don't think you're quite in their category quite yet. Paul was the chief of sinners because he sought to destroy the church of God. You talk about sowing good seed, my friends, he wrote Corinthians and Romans and Galatians, Ephesians, Thessalonians, Timothy, Titus. He wrote scripture. That's real seed. That is the seed of the word of God that has been read by tens and hundreds of millions of people. And born fruit in your life and mine. Indeed, this very day, we're going to look at scripture that Paul wrote, chief of sinners. So if you have had, if you have sown some bad seed, you've done some things you're ashamed of, then I want to tell you, we serve a God of mercy and God of compassion, a God who's buried our sins in the deepest sea, who can take the curses and make the blessing, who can take, who can take a person who's sown bad seed and turn them into a person who's sown some great and beautiful and wonderful seed. Witness amazing grace. Witness the New Testament. So, secondly, so what do you need to do? Well, obviously you need to confess it, repent it, trust God's forgiveness. Confess what you've done. Turn from what you've done. Trust God's forgiveness. Trust your sins are buried in that deepest sea. Sometimes if you get a chance to look at that ocean, it gets a long way out there. And you wouldn't want to go hunting because it's, it's a deep, dangerous place. It's buried deep in the sea, your sins are. And we can be encouraged by that. Secondly, I want to encourage this. The God factor if you've sown good seed. We've talked about how we can, how our God, you can take a little seed and God will turn it into like an apple tree and that apple tree into an orchard. What an exciting God that you can sow some seed and bear 30, 60, 100 fold as much. Sometimes even more than that. Trust God for that. If you have been sowing good seed, if you've been faithful, if you've been living a life of obedience, if you've been sharing the word of God, if you've been faithful with your finances, if you've been sowing to the spirit rather than to the flesh, you've been doing this, expect God to reward you. Our God is a faithful God. Our God is a faithful God. Now, I don't say this to manipulate you or that feeling that you can manipulate God, actually, is what I mean to say. There are some people, of course, who would say, you know, send our ministry $10 and God will send you back 100 because he will multiply your seed. Well, I believe God does multiply your seed, but we dare not try and manipulate God. We dare not try and put God in a box and say, God, you, you know, I, I gave $10, you got to give me 100 back. I don't think that's what it's saying. God will reward you. It might be financially. It might be otherwise. There might be ways that, that this happens. But one thing God won't do is be manipulated. And so we give with an expectation of our gracious Father, acknowledging that I've sown the seed, but I'm still an unworthy servant. It, I, I'm not, I, I can't 
claim that, look at me, I've deserved, I earn God, you've got to keep your... No, that's not how Christianity works. We, 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 as we saw a few weeks ago in humility, I am what I am by the grace of God. I, apart from Him, I am nothing. I have what I have by the grace of God. All that I have, I've received. All that I do, I can, apart from Him, I can do nothing. John 15, 5, apart from Him, I can do nothing. 1 Corinthians 4, 7, all that you have, you've received, so why do you boast if you haven't? And, and 1 Corinthians 15, 10, I am what I am by the grace of God. Apart from Him, I'm nothing. We remember that. We don't manipulate, twist arm, God's arm and say, you owe me something. But we can count on His faithfulness. We can count on God coming through for us. And we can count on, in due time, when the right season comes, remember, you don't plant a seed and it doesn't sprout the next day. In due time, we will reap because our God is faithful. And this is a law by which He operates in our lives. Isn't that awesome? Praise the Lord. If you've had sown bad seed, if you've sown bad seed, trust that our God can turn that curse into a blessing. If you've sown good seed, expect that He's going to do even above and beyond all that you could ever ask or think. Your life is going to be filled with a harvest from His goodness. Father, we thank you again that you are a merciful God. We thank you for the God factor. I think in Corinthians how Paul said he planted and Apollos watered, but it was God who caused the growth. And we confess, Lord, that we could plant seed all day long. We could plant good seed all day long, but unless you cause the growth, we'll labor in vain. Unless you guard the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Unless you build the house, the builders work in vain. We thank you, Father, for this godly partnership we have in life. That when we work and we do our part, we, that, that you're involved in our lives. You're involved. We thank you for that. Thank you that you see us. You bless what we do. You're involved with what we do. You reward what we do. We believe that, Father. We're not alone. We thank you that we can abide in Christ. We thank you that we're just the the, the branch, and you're the vine. And as we abide in you, you give life, you send life, you cause growth, you send a harvest, you send goodness. We acknowledge when it comes to money that you are our provider. Indeed, you may use different channels of, to an employer, a, do, a donation, a, a relative. You may use different channels to provide for us financially, but you are the provider of all. Lord, we thank you that you give us grace. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us life. We thank you for the rivers of living water that flow through us as we're filled with the Holy Spirit. All of these things, we give you praise and give you glory. We thank you that you are a God, the God involved in our lives. And Father, I pray today for any who've sown bad seed and they've and I pray they not be discouraged or disillusioned, disheartened, and give up. Thank you that you can root up that bad seed. Lord, that's what you do. You're just an expert at rooting up the bad seed that was sown and throwing that into the furnace and, take, and then allowing us and giving us fresh ground to sow new good seed. And so I pray, Father, you'd help us not to look back We've had bad seeds sown in our lives. We've sown bad seeds. Help us not to look back with discouragement. Help us to not lose heart and become disillusioned. But help us to realize you didn't bring us this far to give up on us. 
Lord, if our life was over, if there was no future, you would have taken us by now. But you've left us here. You've brought us this far. Even you're, they're here today. And thank you for each person who's here today, Lord. That's just a sign of hope. It's a sign of your involvement with us. It's a sign. Lord, I believe that everyone listening to I believe it's good soil. I believe each of us is good soil. And even the seed sown in our lives this very morning is going to bear good fruit in our lives. I believe that. And I thank you for each person here. And I pray this and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for being here, and thank you for being good soil. I know that the reason you're here is you want God's Word to have an effect in your life. And I believe it will be. So thank you. If you're new, make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button, leave a comment. Let me know who you are, where you're from, how you know me, or if you just happened upon this uh, YouTube. But come back daily. We're here every morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, getting into the Word of God, talking about it, praying over it, trusting that the seed in our lives, we're going to be good soil, and the seed of God's Word is going to be changing us and bearing fruit within us. So thank you for being here. If you come back regularly, I love you guys, and I'm glad you are, glad to be with you. Tell your friends, share this on your social media, tell your small group, your family, your church, whatever. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow where I'm, we have one, one more message on this sowing and reaping. That's going to be a good one. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.